Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. horror movie news i'm your host mike c back in the studio for another week of fun-filled horror movie action uh this week we've got the normal news we're going to talk a lot about the news uh we've got a fun literature segment uh that we're going to discuss with with all you fine listeners this week and uh we've got uh, a brand new three-part uh countdown that we're going to be doing this week so a lot of fun stuff to, to talk about this week but I can't do any of that without first bringing in my wonderful co-hosts. First, he's the real reason the Beatles broke up. Say hello to that scoundrel Rich. That's right. I gave it to Yoko good. Yeah, you did. Oh, no. You still are. That is, that's not. Oh, no, Yoko. She, she, if you thought what she was recorded on, then the thing, you should actually hear it in the moment. It's like a cat <laughs> in a blender, baby. <laughs> and you produced it all. That's right. You're the brains behind the that Yoko. Is, that's right. That's, that's not tantric music. That's... Uh, that's sweet, sweet love, right it's there. It's actually the band Tantric. I learned. I learned all my or moves. Rich. I, I learned. I learned all my moves from Doctor Derek. I believe that. I believe that. And also back for the third week in a row. I can't believe that this is actually. I'm saying these words, but he's here for the third week in a row. He is the smartest man in all of horror broadcast podcasting. Welcome back, the professor. Well, hello. Thank you. For I was called you a me. broadcaster. Broad. Yeah, I'm, we were a podcaster. We're not broadcasters. Well, so my bad. If you want to split hairs here, <laughs> <laughs> so before we do anything, before we get to the news, before we do anything, what exactly do you have your degree in anyway? Well, I uh, I follow in the footsteps of one of my heroes, He Man. So my master's is in the universe. Huh? Is it too <laughs> early to do the prices right? Uh... <laughs> It's never too early for that. You lose. Well, I started with a Bachelor's of the Universe. (laughs) So far, far, that is the fail of the week. (laughs) Welcome, Rafe. Well, well, Professor, excuse me. Professor Rafe. Professor Rafe, whatever. It's the Rafe we've talked about. They know. He's getting getting uh, demoted down to teacher. Yeah, you're just just, They know. You're Mr. Rafe. Mr. You're no T. longer a professor anymore. <laughs> All right, so you guys want to talk about some my news? credentials? Yeah, uh, sure. Or do you not? want to talk about the Super Bowl? Uh, I want no, to talk about really. the Puppy Bowl. The Puppy Bowl? The Penguin Bowl from puppies. Ross Park Zoo was all right. I heard. There's just cute penguins running around a bar. Yeah, just kind of like flapping yeah. around and, and, and waddling. And I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't do. want to talk about it. I know, I know Ken M. from the Otodura Parlay Hour was, uh, was, was happy because he parlayed some stuff, if you know what I mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, but uh, then also we got to bust his balls because he was cheering for Sammy Watkins. And you know how big of a Bills fan he is. And uh, yeah. yeah, the fact that he cheered for Sammy Watkins made me and Padawan Jay's day. 
because I watched the <laughs> I watched the Super Bowl over at Ken M's house. Uh, we were having a good time. My wife, my kid, uh, myself, Padawan Jay, his girlfriend, and uh, Ken, and then the dog. The dog was there. By the way, the wow. halftime. I will defend the halftime show. The dog was on the edge of his seat. It was riveting television. Was it? I bet him. he was. Yeah, the dog was ready. That's the most action he's seen in a while. So uh, you know, the dog. The dog is a savage. He's a straight savage. <laughs> he, he truly is. He, he has no shame. We love the dog though. So the he's dog, a man the of dog, few words, but that Super Bowl. If anybody wants to complain about that Super Bowl, was dog approved. <laughs> I did get the invite. I unfortunately, usually I watch the Super Bowl with my dad. Um, this year, I started kind of watched leading up to it with my dad, and then uh, I actually got an invite to my uh, girlfriend's family's house. And, yeah, that's uh, fine. Kind of did that. So I, I wish I could have been there with you guys. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you watch it with your dad. Well, I, what's wrong? No, I mean, I just wish I could have been in three places at once. <laughs> that's what's unfortunate. It was, it was a lot just, of fun. We were just trying to put you on the spot. We were at the ODPH studios. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good a place. Of... Good place. All right, now we can start the news. So. Earlier uh, today, before we uh, we started uh, in the studio, um, there was a we'll call it a leak. We'll call, we don't know exactly if That's it was what intentionally the leaked. Said, but well, I don't know. Yeah, but oh, uh, oh. The, the new Saw movie trailer, quote unquote, leaked. Now we knew that this was supposed to hit Monday. They said it wasn't going to, but there was going to be something big about the new Saw movie coming this week. Kind of have a feeling you, you were saying off air, you think that it was intentional. I think leak. that they're doing a guerrilla style of uh, press. I mean, it, it, it so happened it ended up on uh, Reddit and it looks like it was filmed off of a big screen. Who else would have the like ability to... Like front row to, too. Like it wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't in... Movie theaters don't get the trailers that much in advance uh, for somebody to just happen to come upon it. That was at someone's right. Well, it would have ended up online yeah. before it would have ended up in a theater or it would have at right. least... Somebody yeah. would have well, said well, there was something. No, there was no rating before it so right. you know, that has to exist and it wouldn't have hit on a theater. tuesday in a theater or, or, yeah yeah so basically i think what they did is somebody uh recorded it and put it up and they're doing it guerrilla style because it matches the grit of the movie probably because right. the trailer is very child was obviously we did we did find out it is it is officially tied, titled spiral the book of uh saw from the book of saw from yes of saw. so that is the so official that title that is, that is the official title now uh also it looked gritty uh diesel from three fat nerds says that it looks very much a seven-esque and as we have documented he's scared of his own shadow but he uh put it out there that he shan't be missing this one so yeah. he's actually uh, into Quote, it because he unquote. loves he loves uh he loves seven and it, it has that gritty feel to it so yeah i mean i don't know what i think of it yet again it's it's a gritty trailer you know we don't know exactly what to expect to me it looked more like a crime drama than a saw movie uh, as i was talking to you guys about before we went on the air um i, I don't know it, it just it didn't look at all like a saw movie but i didn't it, from what i saw the initial I, saw movie was a crime drama yeah but there it, were traps at least i well, didn't see a trap in this now maybe i didn't show something. them early brother yeah this <laughs> they, did. they did with they, all they the showed, other saw movies they were but, i think uh, the thing man. with this was they're trying to fake out like oh wait this is a saw movie yeah like that's the purpose of this trailer like oh crap you know you, you know like, let's, then, let's bring you into then the we're world, gonna man. then we're gonna then we're gonna start seeing more of the they, they the happen you, you kind of have you kind of see uh i mean it's grainy so you can't see it too well you do kind of see something on the ground it appeared that they oh, were like that they were the investigating. Of, yeah, there was a mess of something. Gore. So I'm assuming that that was a trap that somebody was in. Somebody was in because yeah. I don't think they're there anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're being vague. I think they're doing what we. It, it's it's because like, it's hit and miss with you on this. I will say that I have I've called you out on it before. Sometimes you get angry when there's not enough shown in a trailer. And sometimes you get angry when the whole movie trailer, the yeah, whole movie's the whole ruined. Movie's there. I like it when they leave it obscure. This is giving and me for the most part. I do too. This I, is giving me the but, feels. This is giving me the feels like okay, it is a saw movie. We get to hear the soundtrack. You get to hear the spiral. Uh, you see the spiral on the wall. So yeah, you see the jigsaw. Yeah. You know symbol. Uh, you, you get you know you now you know it's a saw movie. 
movie. It is definitely going back to the original James Wan version of where it's a tri- crime drama, so we don't know who the killer is. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming what they're kind of. I, I. This is my assumption. I could be wrong, but what I'm drawing from the whole scenario is they said it is in the world of Saw. I don't think Jigsaw's around. I don't think th- yes. this is Jigsaw. I think what's happened is yeah, after nothing's come out after Jigsaw is dead, after Jigsaw dies, somebody either was a uh, one of his henchmen that we didn't know about, or they just found his writings and they decided to take it out. It seems like this person, according to the trailer, is killing cops. Yes, we don't know if they're bad cops. They could be bad cops. It could yeah. be that the person perceives all cops to be bad. You know, you don't know. It we could don't, be don't a know. cop who's it could spiraled co- out of control. There you go. Uh, there you go. And I if, love how you spiraled in there. If I if I called that i win yeah there you go and well, just I mean, like I'm calling it right just now. like you saw there's a scene there's a scene in the trailer where you have uh sam jackson uh with a flashlight and a gun and he's 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 telling the person to announce themselves we're assuming that he's playing a cop but we originally thought he might be playing the new jigsaw if you will we i don't I, know I, like, I, like i told you from that he might he actually be, be looking for whoever he's looking for yeah, and the yeah. only thing the that only could th- be the, the the climax of the movie but speaking it? speaking about what gives you all the feels is that last scene because the last scene shows clear as day chris rock chained to a wall and then he picks up a hacksaw yeah yeah so you're like oh we're, we're really in a saw movie yeah so i think they're giving the feels without giving the movie away which i'm appreciative of. and that's I'm fine assuming... as long as that's what it ends up being because to me it looked like the new grudge compared to the other three american versions of the grudge it looked completely different it looked like it was a different production company doing it that's kind of what i felt just by looking at this i hope i'm wrong well what we do again, know this is about a grainy this, gritty video yeah. right but yeah. what we do know about this darren lynn bowsman's directing it he directed other saw movies so we got a familiar hand back in it um one of the things that i don't like seeing i, I don't want to see a halloween movie that doesn't have the halloween theme in it this movie he's already said the zeps theme is going to be in it which is yeah if you watch that trailer again there's a slower version of that in yeah, the trailer. i didn't hear it yeah, yeah there's playing. a couple there's a couple other sound sounds from the original movie good but it's real slow and we knew down. that was going to be there because he that's had fine. said that it was going to be yeah, in that's it, so fine. you know i think they're giving i'm you sure all it's going to be fine i'm still excited to see it it well, just i wasn't overly impressed by the trailer. what you have going for it for you is you have a director who's capable who has who who is as a lineage in the in the thing though i can't remember exactly who wrote this movie okay didn't but chris rock chris rock did chris rock had something to do with the writing i don't think he wrote the he, entire script yeah he may have just i think he had a right i think he had a writer with him i just credit. don't remember who it was uh i do know i do know he's the, the producer and i know yeah. he's a hardcore fan of the franchise so i feel like he's he's keeping in touch I think what he's doing is going back and, and, and not recreating. I don't because I want don't want to use the word rebooting because I don't think he's rebooting. I think he's no, making no, a, a continuation of this story, as he's always said. But I like think it. what he's doing is going back to that gritty how the first movie was, where it is a crime movie that has the horror elements to it. I think you're yeah. going to see that when the movie comes I'm out. I'm hoping right? for a better version of But think the about first it, we don't movie. know the jigsaw killer now. So yeah. you have to go back to that original philosophy where we don't know it. It is a whodunit. They don't yep. know who the killer is. As we just were kind of pondering in two seconds. It it could be somebody hey who hates cops because we know they're killing cops. It could be a cop yeah. that hates cops. It could be you know it could be endless amounts of people. It yeah. could t- potentially even be the real jigsaw killer. You don't know, and that yeah. would like, be brilliant if it ended up being that. the real twist. What a twist! Yeah. You know, this is we a world don't know where Tobin Bell's going to be in it. They're well, keeping that tight. Think about it. this is a world where he's alleged dead. Yeah. So because this is taking place or after, it? does it take place after? It, it, Do we know it, that? It, but it appears that way. Once again, yeah. we're only going by speculation. It um, appears to take place after. Chris Rock did write the treatment for it. Uh, screenplay was written by Josh Stolberg and Peter Goldfinger. Okay. So so, so yeah, he, he, he did had the treatment. Story. So he came Goldfinger. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes, it's a Bond villain. Yes. 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 
Bond villains the writing movies now. The son of Oric Goldfinger is it's, writing it's, movies. Sure. That's excellent. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but once again, I think I think the movie is in good hands overall. Because obviously, yeah. I would worry more about Same this producers movie. Are, the executive producers are all back. Right. It's, I would, it's I would worry team. about I would worry about this movie if it was a totally new director who has nothing to do with the Saw franchise and not the same executive producers. But it's everybody who this is their baby. Or if it yeah. was Osgood Perkins. No, oh, yes. <laughs> We're the, gonna the, get to him. The addition. We're gonna get to Osgood later. You just hold me back. The additions. <laughs> the addition of. Uh, of Chris Rock, I think is a strong point in this movie, though. I think unlike, it's cool. Un- unlike, unlike, it doesn't. I don't feel like this is going to hurt the the movie. It's not a case where you know somebody's going to overstep. I know your hard feelings about Danny McBride having to do with Halloween, but Rafe tends to like the Danny McBride version. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not against it. So I'm in the. I I wasn't. There was the greatest movie ever, but I'm no. like, it's a good movie. You hate it. I we get it, but. I think there's a time and place. And Point the one cool, five out of ten. The one, the one cool thing about it is, I thought it was kind of a neat little. It, the trailer opens lighthearted. The trailer yeah, opens lighthearted yeah. with a joke. They're in a car like cops would be, and they get the call, and then it goes dark. Well, so I think yeah. that's a cool. In, it, and I think he said that's how it was going to be. It's going to so be light. There's going to be a little bit of lighthearted tones, and then it's going to get dark. What that means to me is that it, it, it potentially is going to be a very mean-spirited movie. Yeah, it, you know, and I'm glad that it's not going to turn. I'm glad that they came out and said that because the last thing I would have wanted to see is Chris Rock with his, his leg in a cuff. Oh, my God. My leg is in a cuff. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I would have hated that if that's what they did. That, no, I mean, that would have been horrible. <laughs> that would have been the worst thing ever. I want to edit Chris, that out. Chris, Chris, <laughs> Chris Rock. We don't want to make him look like an ass. Chris, yeah. Chris, uh, Chris Rock what has done some. What the fuck is going on with my leg? <laughs> Chris Rock, Chris Rock has, actually done some serious, has done some serious movies. He's been very good in serious movies. Yeah. Yeah. Be, I, so. I, always, I always think comedic actors, comedians, generally are the best dramatic actors. Jim Carrey's a good um, dramatic actor. I, I mean, Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. 100% like, and you know, hit or miss depending on what they're writing, given our opinions or whatever. But this looks like a, uh, I, I have not been into Saw. I, I remember the first yeah. one unkindly. And, uh, you know, this, I'm interested, you know, I, I, I'm like totally wasn't, I, I'm going to check out all the movies. Right. I'm going to get caught up so I can watch this. Um, it looks like a better version of the first movie because that first one we were talking about how like Danny Glover just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it looks was... like it's taking that kind of approach, like from his kind of character's perspective, but from the start. and then and from the start and then bringing us into saw. And as far as the trailer goes, like imagine you're in a theater and you don't know anything about the saw movie or a new snow movie at all. You see this, and it's like, oh, Chris Rock is a cop. What the hell's going on? Then you start seeing the spirals. Is like, oh, whoa, 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 what the fuck? And then, oh shit, it's a Saw movie. Yeah. So like, I get the trailer a little bit. I don't think they should have leaked it. I think they should have. Oh, I think so too. But I, I think they should have just thrown it in the theaters. They might have not. But I think, I think honestly, I think the way it came out is too fishy to me. Yeah. Like it, it's a bigger. You can tell it's not a television screen. It was shot off. Of. Well, it was shot I mean, off of a bigger screen. We're through Tuesday already, and they did say Monday was something the is going to happen. But they said you know, we're not going to get the trailer. But big news, something big's going to happen this week. Mm. This may be what that big thing is. The trailer actually did hit. Yeah. It just oh, I just I just wish I had been in the theater to see that. You know, like to oh see no, that I, I agree with you. Yeah, it'd been like oh. 
Oh, all right. But maybe here's the, what I might suppose you with. Maybe we'll see a different trailer when it does yeah, hit the theater. True. Maybe true. this was like, hey, here's a little taste just to get it out there. Yeah. We're teasing you. Oh, it leaked. We don't know how it leaked. And then when it comes out, it's a different trailer, which which has been which has happened before. Yeah. I think really I, I have to agree with uh, like I I love the franchise. I'm a big Saw fan. I own all the movies. I have converted most of them over to Blu-ray even because I own them all on DVD. But I've started to convert all of them. I think I only have like three left to buy. On blu-ray um so I, I i love the franchise i love where it goes i think that this is a throwback to the original i don't think like i said not to confuse that with a reboot it is a throwback to it's a whodunit because the original was a whodunit we didn't know who the killer was till the end of the movie right and he was in front of our face the whole time which was ingenious i think you're going to i don't think you're going to see a guy laying on the floor this time yeah but i i, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the killer as somebody who's in our face the entire time I wouldn't even be surprised if Chris Rock's the killer. Yeah. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me because it would be the biggest throw off ever. Yeah. And yeah. I think that we, I, I like I said, from what I gather, I don't know if this is before or after, but I'm assuming that this is a copycat after I'm assuming somebody is now taking the teachings of jigsaw, what he stood for that. Uh, if you want to value life, you have to earn it. Someone and who he's has putting it, he's putting it, he's got somebody who has an ax to grind and obviously an ax to grind against cops. Someone who has the know-how as well and would have knowledge of all this stuff would be int- like that kind of character mm-hmm, right. would be interesting if it were a cop. Yeah, like, it would be a cop. So, it would be interesting if it was a cop because it'd come up to the henchmen were cops. Yeah, you never know. Right. They could have gotten books. Hence why yep. it's called the book from the book of Saw. It could be an actual book. You never know. Right. It's kind of like, but I think this is a cool spinoff way. It's not really a spinoff. It's a good continuation yeah, because now, now that you have Jigsaw gone, you could actually literally make movies where you have different disciples in different situations. Corkscrew from yes. the book of Saw. <laughs> I know. We joked about that last week, <laughs> but you really could. Yeah. You could really carry this on to have a bunch of whodunits that are actually kind of cool because it would give you the Saw. It would give you the torture devices. It would give you the premise, but every Every time it would be a different killer and a different like, twist in a different the... twist and you'd have to figure it out that's what made scream fun that's what made the original soft one that's what made that twist so good because nobody saw that coming yeah then you go back and rewatch it knowing the twist and you can see him in the background of different shots when they're doing the flashbacks right. you could also have like different with the different traps and everything different killers um some are more adept at making traps some are sloppier you know some are more precision you know like that that could be an interesting way to take it too Mm -hmm. like some really interesting there's there's, once again i have hope for it i don't i think because it's in good hands on may 15th we'll find out that it's not going to be a bad movie i don't think it will yeah may 15th it's really close uh but i i I think that this isn't going to be a bad i think people are going to go see it and i actually think it's going to be one of those like oh i think it's going to surprise some people if you're sleeping on it could be a child's play uh, but I think that the name carries enough that people are going to be interested, in, especially Saw, because so. it's carrying. Saw is big, and because it's carrying, it's it's carrying the names of some pretty big guys on its back. I right. mean, Sam Jackson's in this movie, Chris Rock's in this movie, and producing this movie. As you pointed out, all the executive producers from Saw movies are there. It's a former director of Saw movies. Like these are guys who are seasoned pros at these movies, and they're going to come give you the best that they can. So I yeah. I, I, I promise that uh, before it's all over, you'll see it. I just hope they don't give too much away in a future. Trailer, I just hope right? it puts a smile on Mike's face. Yeah. I hope so too. I hope so too. All right, moving on. We got a lot of news we got to cover, so no, we're going to move that's on. Fine. No, this. I want to stay. Are you guys? <laughs> so, per bloody disgusting. Uh, dot com uh, shelved back in 2018 was a reboot of The Crow, oh. and no. we've heard this and heard this and heard this. Well, apparently, it's back in production. Seething. The Crow is back in production. No. With, with, with Jason no. Momoa again or no? no? 
Because <laughs> the last time it was with Jason Momoa, and he yeah, backed, he, he backed exited. Up he exited. I'm I'm gonna stop this movie from happening. <laughs> Listen, you know who's gonna be in it this time? Here's it's the funny be, part. I'm Roman gonna, Reigns is gonna be in this. Movie. I'm gonna actually stop this. This time it's gonna be me. <laughs> I was gonna this say, time it's gonna be me. Don't be surprised. Fans have stopped this movie every time it's gone. To yeah. So, this time it's gonna be. There's May. some movies. There's some movies that don't need a remake. <laughs> Maybe Chris Rock will be the uh, crow this time. Yeah, uh, everything's gonna be Chris I'd, Rock. I'd rather that. Actually, yeah, it, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? or, or Sam Jackson. But the, 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 you kill me, motherfucker. I don't understand. The only version that sounded cool to me was when Rob Zombie was gonna make it way back in the mid to late '90s. And it was like a futuristic place at a trailer park. No, no, it was a futuristic. <laughs> it was in the, it was set in the future, and it was like a bounty hunter character. And it's I'll tell you exactly it what would have happened. Fucking crazy. Sherry Moon Zombie would have been living in a trailer park. She would have been the girlfriend. No, Bill Mosley would have been the crow. No, no, no. It was. It was a Sid different. Egg would have been a thug. I think. I think the script might. Rain be, Wilson would have been a merman. Uh, yes, yeah, he would have been a merman. Uh, uh, no, merman. No, no. Honestly, though, I, I, I mean, Richard Brake would have ended up being one of the bad guys. I mean, like, it would have just been the same old gang. But there's no need to make this movie. It's just no. I, uh, I just think it's, there's it's not a lot songs. of need to make a to remake a lot of these movies. Well, but this one's touching on a very like this is this is safe. Hey, you know well, what? If all else fails, you know I'm you know who I'm I'm positive that we can get to be in a crow movie. You know who I'm positive? Edward Furlong. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he did that. Wait, was that? That's wi- right. The, the wicked way, prayer. Wicked, pr- wicked prayer wasn't as bad as people remember. See, we got Danny Trejo and Cheech. True. I'm even so, forgiving. So I'm even forgiving with City of Angels. Yeah, I think that was the second I got, one. I, I will say yeah. this: the, believe it or not, the sequels to if you don't look at them as sequels and look at them as like their own individual things, believe it or not, they're not horrible. They, they remind really me of not. the From Dusk Till Dawn the, movies. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. but unfortunately, they carry the Crow name, so yeah. that's where people have a problem with it. That's why people have a problem with rebooting the Crow because let's be honest, the Crow as a movie is a damn near perfect movie. Yes, I mean, and yes, as as far as the emotional part of Brandon Lee dying during the making of the movie, that that goes in, but Brandon Lee delivers this performance that you can't really recreate. He, and on top of that, the movie itself, look at it. Frame by frame is a perfect movie. It's shot perfectly. The soundtrack is perfect. The movie is literally, in my opinion, it's, it, I hate giving out 10s, as you know. But this is another one of those movies is, that hits a 9.5. I saw it when I was like in ninth grade or something. I wasn't impressed. Dude, I didn't well, like this it, changed but I've never life. tried to watch it again. The Crow changed my life. And I'm sure uh, if I, wa- I need to watch it again because I'm sure I'd like the it The thing now. with that's really interesting about what Brandon Lee was doing is he was way far ahead of the game as far as being an action movie star. He was doing method acting stuff with this character, the crow with Eric Draven. Like I, it wasn't until the Blu-ray um, that I noticed in one scene, he's, he's got bullets in his hair. He's, he's tying bullets to his hair. And that was just something he did as on his own. Like nobody told him to do that. Brandon Lee came up with that idea like he he was really invested in the character and he like he, you know you this is like as far as comic book filmmaking like that is a significant mm-hmm. contribution like you would not have you would like it kind of goes back to Danny DeVito as uh, as the penguin in Batman Returns but like for, there's a clear line from Danny DeVito's penguin to Brandon Lee's crow to like Heath Ledger you yeah. know like it, yeah. it's just uh the crow cannot be overstated it's so good i agree with you i, I like i said it's, it's a great movie and it, it, it's shot like i said the blu-ray like helps a little bit because it, it does make the movie clear because it's a very dark movie yeah, yeah but i love that that about it it's a very dark movie he plays the character he, he gives that once in a lifetime performance it's kind of like yeah. it literally is kind of like watching if you've seen joker it's like watching joaquin phoenix play arthur fleck yeah it's a once in a lifetime performance where you go 
oh, that's how you should do it. Yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's impressive. It's a very impressive thing. I noticed I didn't say Joker, the Joker. He plays Arthur Fleck. And yes. it's, right. it's a different character. But I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime performance. And I think that's why people have a problem with it, because you're never going to live up to that. Yep. And the sequels weren't trying to live up with that. No, even. No, they no, were they trying weren't. to be their own thing. And the problem is they carried that name, so they kind of stigmatized. If you watch those well, the back, original, they're not horrible. The original version of Crow City of Angels, like the script is way different. Oh, yeah. Way oh, yeah. different. And if they had, and there's like a work print somewhere that's got to exist, I think. They've talked about it. It's been talked about, but like that would have been awesome oh, if yeah. they if if we get to see that at any point. I doubt we will. But read see, the, if they did if they did that instead of a reboot, I think people might be yeah, more advantageous make, to it. R- make City of Angels, but do the actual script. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They might people might like it. You never yeah, know. that'd be great. Right. Uh, chalk this one up to like possibly uh, interesting news. Um, Taron Edgerton. I hope I'm pronouncing his name yeah, that's right. Good. Taron Edgerton. Uh, he's in talks to star in a new Little Shop of Horror movie. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's already been offered a, a role as Audrey in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So this could be interesting. Uh, some big names no, uh, getting good. involved I'm, in Little Shop of Horrors. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I mean, I love uh, Little Shop of Horrors. It, it just hit the Rick Moranis might be returning to film. As, I saw uh, as, uh, Oh, yeah. Doing, uh, it's too bad he wouldn't come back to do Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah. but he's going to come to do another Honey, Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie. Hey, why not? Yeah. Why not? I, I, I'm just I saying, wonder what what the deal is. Was it scheduling? No, uh, well, no. He's he's he he's, he's been staying. He's, he's I know stayed he's away been, from Hollywood. He went. He did took country care of album. Family. He did a country album. That's actually uh, actually the only appearances he's made uh, recently was he did the voice of Lord Helmet for the Goldbergs, an episode of the Goldbergs. Yeah, and he did the SCTV reunion show. Oh, there was well, a reunion show for that in Canada, yeah, yeah. and he did that. Outside of that, he's really stayed away because he, he when he retired, he left to take care of his wife and kids, and uh, he, he he enjoyed being at home after all. Uh, I, I would like to see him come back and do something. I'm assuming Honey, I Shrunk the Kids being a Disney property is a good reason why he's coming back yeah, <laughs> if he does and, that one. And if you get a chance, check out the Agoraphobic Cowboy. Yeah, the uh, country album that Rick Moranis recorded back. In I'm gonna get right on. I'm gonna order that right now while we're no, talking. I'm gonna go you know, right to Amazon. I should be good. It is. It is actually really good. I remember listening to it when it came mm-hmm. out. Uh, folks that are uh, fans of the Salem Horror Fest, some exciting news coming from that this year. Uh, so this is gonna take place between October 1st and October 11th. Uh, this year they're gonna have what's being called an immersive screening of Prince of Darkness, Prom oh, yes. Night, and Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. Uh, Prince of Darkness and Demon Knight will be screened inside a former church while uh, while uh, Prom Night is going to be shown at a school dance setting. Uh, prom, <laughs> prom attire is encouraged but not required. That's awesome. So uh, this is uh, kind of fun news. That's amazing. For, 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 where is this? When is this? Salem, Salem Massachusetts. Massachusetts. October 1st through October 11th. Okay. I need Prince to find of out Darkness these in a church? That, oh, yeah. That Demon Knight in a church. I don't know. Well, Demon Knight and Knight. Prince of... Both, both of, them. of them in a church. Yeah, that'd be great. That's awesome. And the school setting for Prom Night. That'd yeah. be good. How cool is that? But I, I honestly... Prince I, of Darkness I, Demon, so good. De- uh, Prince, Prince of Darkness is great. Demon Knight's Demon underrated, Knight's though. Yeah. Demon Knight's really underrated. People forget yeah, about good. that movie. Middle really school, movie. I remember watching that the first time being like, oh my God, this is so awesome. And it still holds up. It's Bill, great. Billy Zane is actually amazing in that movie. That movie, like, yeah, he, he totally... He, there's some roles that he, he he aces, and there's some not so much. Yeah, his career, I think, I, I think that movie makes him. Oh, yeah, really. absolutely. Believe it or not, I, I will say this, and I know it's a, a popular... He's not horrible in The Phantom. It was just Phantoms, a bad... It was just a bad movie. Phantom is just a bad movie. Yeah, he's, he's not bad he's, in it, though. He does well in it. That's Not for to sure. be confused with Phantoms, because oh, Ben Affleck was the bomb in The Phantoms. bomb in Phantoms. Oh, I like that movie. Phantom's like a motherfucker. I like Phantoms. Phantoms. 
That's a different movie. I don't know. Oh, no. It's, I, it's actually, not good, I but I do like that movie. That's based on a Dean Koontz book. Leave. Yeah. Leave. It's, it's a bad Leave movie Schreiber's that's not in that bad. Movie. It's a fun movie, but it's not good. Leave. Leave. It's a pleasantly Leave. awful movie. Leave. 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 However you say it. Leave. Did Leave he narrate Schreiber. the Super Bowl, by the way? Did yeah, he does he a lot. He was at the Super Bowl, brother. He does he, all the documentaries on HBO. I was like, he narrates on HBO docs all the time. But he was doing like, he was doing a weird voice. It doesn't sound like him, but he does all of HBO's docs. He's... He was he was I loved how they showed him. I was like celebrities. I and I mark out for him. I'm like ah, I love Liam Schreiber. He's a great yeah, actor. And then of course uh, Floyd Mayweather dressed as a handbag. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's of course. Cotton, cotton weary. Cotton weary. Oh yes. Cotton weary. Some, some some scream up. Scream. Scream. Okay, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be wrapping things up here with the news here in a second. I got I one more thing. A couple of things I want to talk about. But in in the second segment, we're gonna be discussing Gretel and Hansel because you and I both separately saw it over the weekend. Who, professor. who are you talking to? You, professor. Oh me. Not me. So, <laughs> I, I was spared from this. We're, so, we're yeah, on you the airwaves, it. Mike. So we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> However, Osgood Perkins, we got Osgood Perkins news here. So Osgood Perkins was on the Boo Crew last week and stated that he wants to, he, he wants Gretel and Hansel to kind of kick off what could be the beginning of a fairy tale universe good i'm that's great is that is that is that is that with somebody else directing after i've heard some of the people's somebody, opinions somebody <laughs> please we'll take over for him. i got somebody a lot to say about this when we get to him uh, yeah there you go is well, it somebody it, else it, it it's not a bad idea um it, yeah do a grim style yeah, like Grim doing Grimm's style. fairy tales. It would be a great idea. Great if it was, idea. It, again, just, I don't want to give too much away because we're going to talk a lot yeah, about this I in don't the wanna, second segment. But but his the concept just was speaking, good. Just speaking of, let's say the pretty little thing that lives on, in the house. Did you, did you guys see that? I tried to watch it. I, I thought it was terrible. terrible. Most boring movie I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It was god awful. Now I won't um, watch it. Thank you. <laughs> and and honestly, like that's what he does. And I don't. Like I don't the want any daughter either. I don't. I thought that was terrible. I liked Blackcoat's daughter a little bit more, but. That, I thought he it was needs, a mess. He needs to. He needs to. Very atmospheric. He's got atmosphere down. He needs, as a writer, though, he needs to figure out something. Things need to happen. Right. Things and again, need, we'll discuss it more. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to get more in depth with his directing I, when we get into the second. I, I segment, will just so say I want to do it now. But. I will just say I just wanted to drop this in there because more exciting to me is that on May twelfth somebody can buy me the Blu-ray edition of Idle Hands. Just so. Oh yeah, yes. I saw that. So Scream yeah, Factory. Scream, Scream Factory is. We talked about that a lot great on the show. Movie. I know. Great Scream, movie. Scream Factory is releasing Idle Hands on May 12th and uh, that is a movie I want to add to my collection on Blu-ray just because I love that movie yeah I do it's I a, think it's that a super, it only exists on VHS yeah it only that's why I said this is the first time it's getting a, a, a release on Blu-ray or even DVD oh, I've, I've, I've had the DVD for years well, do, do you have the DVD yeah, no, I've had it for one. 10 okay. years 15 years I was going to say but the Blu-ray it's never been on Blu-ray Scream Factory is not putting yeah, it yeah I bring it to your house every time we do a movie thing I wouldn't be professor yeah no I wouldn't be surprised though like if it hadn't that's been grainy. I was going to say that's grainy that's grainy old DVD Cranial DVD. Yeah. It's like it's it like hasn't, vinyl. It hasn't had a reprint. Like what the bare bones. Like the special feature is the trailer. Like special features, yeah. trailer yeah. and a movie poster. Well, this yeah. is this, this allegedly is going to have some behind the scenes footage, some deleted scenes, and yes. even in even a new documentary. Good to go along with. So Scream Factory uh, really, deserves it. Scream, that by the way, has been talking more yeah, about yeah. Idle Who Hands wrote and directed? Did anybody? Right. Nobody, nobody wrote it. Nobody, nobody, nobody wrote it. It just kind of happened. It just happened. <laughs> That's a miracle. That's a miracle, guys. It just it just actually happened. It came it out just of nowhere. Ha- uh, yeah. Rodman Rodman Flender directed it. Okay. Uh, it was written by Terry Hughes and Ron 
And and if no you ever power. want if you ever want to know why we didn't get a sequel, the budget was twenty five million. The box office was four point two million. Yeah, it, it bombed, but it was such a. Good but then, movie. It, but here's the so thing: underrated. it made it, it, its returns. It, it made its returns on DVD. Yeah, and, and VHS because it became a huge cult classic, like it should yeah. be. It's it's amazing. Movie. College that was a big movie. I mean, Seth right. Green is phenomenal in the movie. Oh yeah, Jessica Alba was so sexy. The kid, the kid with good. the the kid. I with can the say that because Eldon Henson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or no, that was Seth Green. No, that bottle. I'm getting him confused. Eldon Henson had his head taken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hanson yeah. had no head, and the yeah. style of the head was that, and he was putting. Remember the meat over says, "I am a leather face." <laughs> yep. Uh, Vivica but, Fox is in that movie. Yeah, yeah. she was. It's got Fred, a great cast. By the way, it's a great Fred, movie. Fred Willard. Fred, Fred Willard's in, in that movie. Yeah, I don't remember Briefly, him but being in there. I believe he was his father. Uh, yes, it's, it's, he was. I don't even think he has a speaking role. No, He's just no, he kind of a corpse. He just he, he could yeah. just. Be and there. see, I was high school age, so uh, Jessica Fred Alba Willard. Was, I just Jessica Alba was hot. Fred Willard is one of the Jessica funniest Alba's human still beings. Good looking. Oh, oh, I know, but I'm just saying. I was Jessica t- Alba was never. If you look hotter. at it now, she as was uh, when you look at it now as an adult, like she's a teen girl in that movie. I don't but care. I, but but I'm just going to point out, I was a teen boy when that movie came out. So like, she was never hot. She was smoldering. Smoldering, smoldering hot. Uh, just to uh, get back to Gretel and Hansel real quick, I just want to bring up... We have a whole segment on that. Yeah. <laughs> the movie only made $6.05 million at the box office How much week. was it? Budget? $5 million. Oh, so it made its budget So it made, so its, so mo- it made oh, its budget Oh, good. Back. He's going to make more. It only made $6 million. Congratulations. Yeah. He made, he made uh, back. I can't give it the fail horn because it didn't... It made more money. No, and, uh, I think it deserves a fail horn. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till the next. We'll wait till the next one. But I think, it, I think technically, it, it did make his money back. Right. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing I just want to mention real quick, going again with Osgood Perkins, uh, it also did it's failure uh, for all of us. It did come out that he's going to be writing and directing a quote unquote very far out episode of the Twilight Zone. Well, just well, that what might we work. need. Just what I need another far An out. art house episode of the Twilight Zone. And it's far out, so it's going to obviously be seventy psychedelic. LSD trip. Yeah. That's where we're going yeah. with. That's I'm just I'm calling it. I'm calling my shot. <laughs> far out. Far far out, out bro. That's far, far out. Well, you know what? Uh, that was a lot of information to digest, but I'll tell you what, if you would like to uh share share comments with us about anything we talked about or just anything at all or anything you would like us to talk about, hit us up on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Make sure you like and share that page. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. For all the social medias when talking about the show, use the hashtag HZ607. Also, uh, you can uh, visit 8122productions.com. You can check out some of Mike C's reviews over at the uh, Horrors HZ607 articles uh, portion of that. You can also check out, uh, just uh, you can stream and download our shows from there, as well as any other podcatcher on the planet. Also, uh, check out the Three Fat Nerds. Check out uh, all that we also have to offer. Then uh, you also can go ahead and find us if you would like to support the show. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash 8122 productions and when you're there uh you know it's one dollar a month to three dollars a month twelve dollars a year gets you a ton of bonus content so with that being said patreon.com slash 8122 productions that's all i got for that so we're going to take the first break and when we come back i guess you're going to do a little review we're going to talk uh, Gretel and Hansel more. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, the, the professor. I, 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 I keep wanting to call you Rafe. His name is Rafe. We've mentioned him a million times. He's it's the a, professor. I'm the professor. Whatever. He's one and the same. Who is this uh, Rafe? But you're also going to be uh, discussing some uh, literature. L- literature. So that's what called. we're going to be doing when we come back for segment two. So I got a back. book report for y'all. Yeah, I can't wait. So you're listening to Horizone 607. We'll be right back.
Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. Uh, so this uh, segment, too, uh, this week we're going to be discussing, uh, as we mentioned a couple times uh, early on in the show, uh, Gretel and Hansel. So Gretel and Hansel hit theaters this week. Um, what do we say about Gretel and Hansel? Directed by Osgood Perkins, the son of the late, great Anthony Perkins, uh, better known as Norman Bates, Norman Bates from Psycho. Um, do you want to start with this? Because I don't I'll, even want to talk about it. I'll start with this. I mean... I went in with high hopes because I like movies about witches, um, which is like we've I think we've talked about this the last few weeks. I generally think movies about witches are the scariest um, just because it gets into this occult weird pagan stuff that, uh, you know, taps into some really crazy things. So, you know, uh, I, I had a favorable review of I, like I thought Black Coat's daughter was pretty good. Pretty Little Thing Under the Stairs, not so much. So, like, I was 50-50 with Osgood Perkins going into this as director. Um, so he wrote and directed this, right? Like, this is a complete auteur. Like, he 100% did this. Is there, I'm just going to keep talking while you type. So Yeah, I'm going to look it up. I, I, I believe look. so. I, I think it was written and directed by him. He definitely directed it. Um, but... Yeah. So, like, all right. Screenplay so by Rob Hayes. Okay. Um, Story credit? Did he... Oh, so he didn't... I'm trying to find it. Okay, so he directed it. All right, so he can't... Directed a screenplay he had co-written with Rob Hayes. Okay, so, so he did have some, some say in he that. He co-wrote it. All right, um, so let's go over the good stuff. Uh, so as far as, like, style and technical aspects, you know, the movie looks great. It, it's The cinematography's great. Um I know, Mike, you had some issues about the music, but I thought the music was all right. Um, the opening scene really sets a strange kind of weird atmosphere, and I really actually dug the opening scene and turned to uh, my friend Jay, um, who I went to see it with. He, we actually kind of like drop-jawed. We're like, wow. But then everything just comes to a screeching halt. Um, so the story begins... You know, um, it, it really taps into this fairy tale idea. Um, so the whole movie begins with a retelling of this old fairy tale, the girl in the pink pointed hat or whatever. Yeah. And it's narrated by the actress Alice Craig. Craig? Craig? I have no name? idea how you pronounce um, it. Sorry for the mispronunciation, but Alice Craig, she's she's a great actress. She's been in tons of stuff. Um, you probably know her as the Borg Queen from uh, Star Trek uh, First Contact. But anyways, um, she narrates the opening, and it's this really creepy story. Um, it ties kind of into things that happen, in, and I don't want to get into spoilers for anybody who goes to see it. But uh, it sets the vibe, and it does it really well. And um, it, just great imagery and really iconic stuff happening. Um, so once we get past that point, and it gets to the story of Gretel... Um, and Gretel is trying to find a place for her and her brother who's, the, their mother has gone crazy. The father's dead. 
Is the father dead? Do I know? didn't even catch. I was already falling asleep at that point in uh, the movie. Well, that's it like was about five mi- minutes in. Yeah, um, um, yeah. He's missing. He's he's not there. That's all I know. The mother's yeah, the mother's crazy. The, mo- the mother's gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Uh, the uh, so Gretel's on her own, pretty much trying to find work, a place to stay. Um, she interviews to some extent um, for as a housekeeper for creepy old man in makeup. Right. Who turns out he just wants to. He just wants to. He wants bang. to do naughty things to her. Yeah, and um, you know she's narrating, and it's and it's just like all, uh, and they they have to travel to a town to find a place to stay, and on the way they stop. The, there's a witch's house, and then the fairy tale or the classic part of it really begins. Right. And, and I'm going to stop you right there because I, I want to talk about some of these things while we're yeah. talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So first things first, um, Sophia Lillis is uh, who plays Gretel um, is is for the most part other than that opening scene, she's narrating this thing. Yeah, and that was annoying as is sin. It was annoying as as can possibly be. It's just it sounded like it was like monotone. I'm going to talk. about She was just reading it off of a paper. Yeah. Secondly, it's really bad. This, they they on their way where before they get to the witch's house, they end up coming across another house that they stay at. And oh yeah, the the knight there. There's some yeah. hunter. Yeah, the hunter. Knight. They call him the hunter or something along those lines. They stop at this house. There's fire all over this place. It's nice and warm. There's upside down crosses inside of this place for no apparent reason. They lay down on a bed to take a nap, and some strange monster for no apparent reason gets up, starts screaming, chases them. And then this hunter kills the thing, brings them in, feeds them, tells them where to go, and then he's nowhere to be found ever again. Yeah. Never discussed again. Then they move on to the witch's house. So that scene really didn't have anything to do with the story whatsoever. And he tells them to beware of the wolves? He tells them to, to stay on the path that he drew them. Yeah. If they come across... If they go off the path, he's gonna they're going to come across some beings or something, and they will yeah. tell them lies. Yep. Um, now, what I remember of the story of uh, Hansel and Gretel, they, I don't even remember why, but they, they leave breadcrumbs so they can find their way home. There's yeah. no breadcrumbs in this movie. That's like one of the biggest things of the whole story. Yeah. There's nothing that's nowhere to be found in this. Secondly, when they get to the witch's yeah, house, that's I, a, that, I mean, like, I, I, that's not being nitpicky either. Like that's like what I, people remember the most. Other like than that's the witch. Not, that's a. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> there's no breadcrumbs. There's no going home. Like although, all right, although at the, the end, trail of breadcrumbs is like the biggest. I you know I didn't it didn't even dawn on me how important that actually is to that story. Right, and it was well, to find their way home. And the fattening. They up know of, where they're going home. The they know how to get the home. Kids and everything. All right, so they get to the witch's house. Holda, she's called, right? Yeah, something like that. So, Brilliant performance by. She was good, Alice Cry. And, and I do want to mention again the atmosphere in this movie. I agree with you. Atmospherically, yeah. it was very very good. The uh, cinematography, the colors, in this was, was really good. Like it looks like the guy clearly studied Stanley right. Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. The in in just throughout the movie from what I remember as a little kid being told this story it, it looked like in my head it, this movie is what it looked like in it my could have head. been a night it could have been a nightmare if something right. happened in the movie now the, the <laughs> when they get to the witch's house here's another big thing and Osgood Perkins uh, he did an interview after the fact and he intentionally did this her house is a gingerbread house in the story 
Yeah. There's no gingerbread house in this movie. There's yeah. no candy house. There's nothing. It's it's not it's like real. that. Now the house yeah. was cool looking. Know. It was spooky. It, it is cool. And yeah. again, that was something that Imagery, I had forgotten. The triangle about. stuff. The... Right. I forgot about the gingerbread house when I was watching this, and I thought the house again kind of looked like it did in my mind as a little kid. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have too much of a problem with that. But again, there was no gingerbread house. That's a big part of the story. Gone. He took it out because he wanted to. That might have been weird. I don't. I, maybe. I don't know what to say about that. Like, I don't know how a gingerbread house would have looked on screen. But also... Like, and it probably looked better the way that it was than it would have if that was the case. That would have yeah. made it... You know, that, that wouldn't have made a very good PG-13 well, movie. They could have made the house. Movie. they could have made the house look the same as it is now, but just, like, one of the kids, like, chips away at it and eats a little bit of it. It's like, oh, that's Maybe. gingerbread. You, you know, Whatever. Like, it didn't need something. it. But either way, like, the cool thing with the triangles, like, the, the witch that's in that opening story is in a triangle and then right. you see the house and it's a triangle. It's like, Oh, clearly this is a witch, you know? Like, yeah. So the, there's some cool connections, but once they get to the house, um, I couldn't really tell you much that happens. Well, here's the, st- the, again, going back to the original story, that's all that's been told for how many, how many decades, how many, how many Hun- centuries, hundreds of years. <laughs> so the, the, the basis of the story is the witch is feeding these little kids so they're nice and fat, so she can cook them and eat them. There's none of that. There's none this. of that. She feeds them. She feeds but them. But that's not why. She mentions she's fat and Hansel, and then they twist. They twist the uh, the whole things about Gretel becoming a witch. This yes, witches, the witch is educating Gretel to become a witch. They're fattening up Hansel, but you don't really get a sense that anybody's in danger um, until the end. Until the very like the last scene plays out and then yeah. all this stuff happens without any I mean precedent. Gretel has a couple of dream nightmares but yeah, it's other just, than that it's just um, it, she just kind of lackadaisically wanders around the woods reflects on you know what's happening right she's worried about her brother disappearing for a little bit very monotone narrating of the story still going on monotone, in between scenes like Sophia Lillis uh, whatever that's the dullest per- lead performance I've ever seen in a movie. Like, yeah, and going I, back and watching it now, I'm gonna like pick up on these things and realize that yeah, she I'm, wasn't as good as I thought she I'm was. I'm wondering uh, what my opinion of it is gonna be after this because, yeah, it this, really exposed her for not being a good actress. I, I was telling you if before that was we went the on direction, the air, though, because Osgood Perkins is not impressing me much anymore. No, I and, and I was telling you before we went on air, she was borderline Kristen Stewart in this movie, and that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment. Yeah, Kristen Stewart is a terrible actress. Yeah, she's she's an introvert. She's just she's a terrible actress, and that's kind of you know she she was she, there was no emotion from her whatsoever. Even when she tried, there was no emotion. Yep. But the whole thing, there's there's no. They don't push. I guess they technically don't push feel, the witch into the oven, so to speak. There's like a little twist there, but it wasn't. The image was cool. That, but everything wasn't in that the story, everything that happened in that white room. There's this white room, and that it makes no sense. But it was cool. There was some cool stuff, but like imagery-wise, it just looked great. But it made no sense. Yeah, it's not part of the Hansel and Gretel story, and it made no sense with what he put on film. I disagree with you about the music. A lot of people are praising him for the music. I thought that it sounded like a like a high school or a college kid. This whole movie to me felt like a college student movie. Right down to the music. Again, atmospherically, he had it. He's got the atmosphere yeah. down. The cinematics were there. Yeah, but that was where it stopped. Techni- that was the only thing that I will give any praise to him in this movie. He is a hack of a director at this point. Technically, he is a proficient. hack of a director, and I don't like to criticize people because I don't want to. I don't want to criticize people for doing the things that I love to watch. Yeah, he is not a good director. 
He, he's got a long way to go. He's trying to make artsy movies, and it's I I don't I know. I think he needs. I think he's a. This was a uh, big giant. Technically, fail. I I agree that it's a it's a major failure. Um, I was very disappointed. Um, the best the main things I loved about it. I liked seeing the Orion's picture, the Orion picture logo. <laughs> I, I so that's that's what, that's what impressed you. <laughs> Orion Pictures is back. It always well, it's a few movies now. Like I know it's not really well. Is it Orion Pictures? Whatever. Either way, I like seeing that logo. So I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Opening was cool. Falls flat throughout most of it. Not much happens. It's an interesting. It it was a cool take on the story, but it could have been done better. Um, really drag of a lead lead performance um the the good elements don't don't help it you, you know like the good elements the bad outweighed the good in this the, movie yeah um basically it's just and like, by the way i'm not giving much away hansel finds his way home at the end without any breadcrumbs yeah and stupid yeah and well either way uh i think osgood perkins is technically good he needs a better script. He needs to not write. He needs to just have somebody write a script for him and then direct. Maybe. Maybe they keep talking That's... about how he's this brilliant up and coming horror director, but I see nothing. He's Rob... 0 for three for me. Cause Robert I, I... Eggers, Ari Aster. Yes. Osgood Perkins, cheap imitation. I would say. Yeah. He's so... trying to do what they're doing and it's not working. Bottom line. What would you give the score out of 10? Uh, I fell asleep for five to 10 minutes so i'll so give it a you five saw, you're gonna give it a five out of ten. Five out of ten for five to ten minutes of right. sleep. uh i'm gonna give this movie a three out of ten okay. and the only reason it's getting any kind of a score instead of a zero or a one is because of the atmosphere and because the witch the, the actress yeah. that played the witch was really good um so that, that's that's why it's getting a three out of ten for me overall this movie you know what rich fired up on the board this movie stinks it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Do whatever you need to do to watch this movie free. You know, eventually, if it comes on like HBO or Cinemax or Netflix or something that you're already paying for, it's worth checking out. If don't buy it on DVD, don't go to the theater. This movie is a waste of your money. If you're gonna puff on some stuff, and I'm very, I'm very out. passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? If you're, if you're gonna puff on some stuff, it might be worth checking out. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe. I don't do that stuff, so I don't well, know, but. I don't know. Speaking so, as a professor. Real quickly, I, I know uh, we're, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, uh, you, you had a book that you uh, uh, book you wanted report. to discuss. A book report uh, this week. Uh, yeah, I'd like to like to give a little book report. Uh, get into some literature. Uh, this is an older book, though, um, so it's kind of dated, but it's from 2007. Um, I'd, I'd like to represent some lit in here a little bit more. and um, Because you're the professor. Because I am the professor. That's what I do. So, um, yeah, so let's um, talk about some books. Uh, so I read Joe Hill's uh, Heart Shaped Boxes debut novel. This is Joe Hill, son of Stephen King. Um, and I've, I've read a lot of Stephen King, so I figured let's check out his boy. And uh, Heart Shaped Box um, is actually a really good book. It's uh, a story about a fading rock star named Judas Coyne. Um, it, it's very cheesy, so just forgive this. And it was also a, a, an album by Nirvana. Is that? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait. I've got no complaint. Um, anyways. Uh, sorry. No comment. Um, yeah. Uh, so the story's about Judas Coyne. He's, he's a rock star, fading rock musician. Um, 
formerly famous, living in New York uh, with his girlfriend named Georgia. He names his girlfriends after the states where, like, it's a typical cliche rock star. He names his girls after the states that he that they're from. So the girls he sleeps with, Georgia, Florida, yada, yada, yada. Um, so this guy's interested in collecting occult th- items. Um, and he's got a collection, a very crazy collection. He even has, like, a snuff film that uh, his wife, div- his former wife divorced him over um, because she was creeped out by it. So he's, like, into this weird stuff. Um, and his agent uh, finds a ghost on sale online. Um, and basically, you can bid, you can place your bid on this heart-shaped box that has this the, the suit of an old man who died. And the suit apparently has a ghost attached to it. So um, he, being who he is, Judas, uh, orders this thing. And there is an actual, honest-to-God, ghost attached to it. Um, it starts messing with him though and it wants him dead and it gets into all the stuff like the the women that he has been with um florida one of his girls florida who's this girl anna was the daughter of the ghost and uh he judas was with this girl kind of tossed her on the side and moved on um she was heartbroken and um the the father blames uh, Judas for the death and so he arranges all that he's into the occult and he uh, studies these things and he he's a hypnotist and he's got a history of messing with people and studying like ghosts and all that kind of stuff so he's figured out a way to make himself a ghost to haunt uh, Judas um, so uh, it's really interesting Judas and his current girlfriend go on a road trip to try to find a way to stop this ghost from following them everywhere. Um, they try obviously burning the suit, but that just makes the thing more permanent because once the suit's gone, the ghost is like, there's it's attached to you, you know, that kind of thing. So they can't really escape it. Um, they figure they'll tap into the ether, to, so to speak, and uh, speak to ghosts and speak to Anna, the ghost of Anna, and they go on this trip across country down to Florida and to Louisiana and things. Uh, it's really gory. It's really creepy. It's a streamlined kind of Stephen King type story. He writes like his father. Um, it's actually really entertaining. It's a quick read, a page turner, like they would say. Um, so I would highly recommend this. It's probably three out of five stars or like seven and a half out of ten you, it's your ten book report segment yeah, you can give report. a five out of five if you but, want to do but, five but I'll, I'll do five stars or out of five stars so like three stars out of five for this works for me um definitely worth checking out i know joe hill's getting a lot more uh attention these he's days getting hot. um he's got a i think i mentioned this a few weeks ago in the comic industry with dc comics he's doing hill house comics yep um and basketful of heads is actually a really good series that i've been reading um, so, and he was just recently in the news this past week. Um, he, he wanted to write for Dr. Who and, uh, they slammed him down. They were like, no, nobody but a British person can write Dr. Who. It's kind of, kind of weird, like, uh, situation. Is is. So either way, like he's, you're going to be hearing more and more from Joe Hill over the next few years. I figured I'd start with his first book. It's actually pretty good for, for a debut novel. Definitely check it out. Um, he wrote Horns. Uh, the, oh, okay. Uh, so the book, the, the movie Horns with Daniel Radcliffe um, is his second book or third book, probably his second. But uh, 
yeah, he wrote horns. Um, he, you know, he's he's doing good stuff. Nice. All right, so that is going to do it for our first ever professor's literature. Literature. Whatever you want to call it. Lit- the, the professor's corner here. Get, get lit with literature. Get, get lit, lit with literature. Get, get, liter- get literature. Get lit with the professor. <laughs> so that is going to do it for our second segment. Uh, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, as we tease at the beginning of the uh, show, I got a fun little... Uh, part one of a three-part countdown uh that i worked on uh that's something i did on my own personal facebook page years ago and uh, we're gonna have a good time with that so we will be right back on horizon 607 hey it's corny Gaines malachi from children of the core and you're listening to horizon 607 Welcome back to the zone. Uh, so it is time to talk some horror. And I know that Rich usually bring us into this segment, uh, but I'm so excited about this one that uh, I brought it in. He, he can't so contain himself. I can't contain myself. I just got naked in the studio. He's my like pants are bouncing or, around all over. My the place. pants are on my head instead of my bo- instead of my legs. Stop I, touching me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of inappropriate things going on. I'm so giddy about this. Uh, so about four years ago, four and a half years ago, uh, Halloween time. Um, five years ago, I actually did a top 31 horror movie countdown. I've talked about it on the show before. Eventually, I'm going to present that. I'm going to do you know a series uh, breaking that down. But uh, the following year, I was trying to think, what can I follow up a top 31 greatest horror movies countdown with? And I thought, you know, I, I thought about doing the best horror movie heroes. I kind of made a list with that. And I was like, heroes. nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear about the horror movie icons, the villains in this. So uh, I, I did a top 31. Uh, one one person every day kind of wrote about them uh, every day uh, from, from number 31 through number one. All the live The month day. of October. Yes. So uh, for this, I'm not going to do a top 31. Uh, I might as well tell you for, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what 31 was, but we're not going to talk much about it. But we are going to do numbers 30 through 21 this week. Next week, we Technically, will do... we're going to be doing 31 through 21. Well, yeah, I guess we can look at it that way. If I'm going to get my, my uh, what it was, you know, my... Uh, Whatever you want to call it. But uh, next week we'll do uh, numbers uh, 20 through 11. I think and then we should skip around and do like... You want to do like number 7, 29 number 29. through 25, and then let's do like... 20 through and we'll 15, circle back to the beginning and then go back okay we can Let's do that throw too. people off but uh, over the next three weeks we'll kind of present we'll, we'll present this list keep so, your audience on your toes so number 31 uh and again we're not going to talk much about this because i want to move along with this but number 31 i had reverend henry kane so mm. uh you know great creepy guy <laughs> um you know it, it was in poltergeist 2 and yeah it would have made higher on the list if he had been around for part three technically he was but the actor that, that originally played him died and oh, it was man. it was a waste of a character in poltergeist 3 so he barely he'd, he'd, he'd be he'd be up there for me that man is scary he was creepy terrifying but we will kick off the the actual list here uh number 30 the man in the mask from the strangers okay yeah that's... terrifying 
Just the, just the man. So simple. Just the man. Just the man in the mask. Just the man in the mask. Is it the man behind the mask? Is there it? is no man behind the mask. It's just the man in a mask. Wait, I'm thinking of the Michael Jackson song, Man in man the Mirror. In the mirror. You're thinking of Man in the Mirror. Okay. This is the man in the mask. mask. Okay. So I know oh, you're you're not a big fan of The Strangers. I personally think it's one of the greatest slasher movies of all time. It's good. I thought you did like it. <laughs> I, We've had a lot of debates I've, about I've, this. I've come around to it. I uh, When I initially saw it, I... Uh, I liked it, but there were a few moments that made me laugh, um, like the girl on the swing set, and uh, oh, just, I thought that was creepy. No, uh, I thought that. Well, I was I was dating a girl at the time, and we were just giggling the whole time watching this. You were tickling each other in the movie theater. Well, yeah. You also it, made out during Schindler's List, didn't you? Yeah. You sick. Going back to Seinfeld jokes. <laughs> Isn't that didn't that happen? That was on Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> it was an episode of Seinfeld. You made wow. out during Schindler's List. Wow. Rich, what do you think? I think that uh, he's, he was a man. He was a man behind the mask. He's, it's, he was a man in a mask. The man behind the mask was technically Jason Voorhees. And, and yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and my pants this are is the only, again. The, this, is the, this is the only man <laughs> in the mask that I care about. <laughs> I, I didn't mind Strangers. Strangers was an IRA movie. I mean... Uh, it, it was it was definitely a creepy premise because it's one of those ones that you could technically have happen in real life. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I, I I thought it was creepy in that aspect, but you know, I, I can see why. I mean, emotionless. I don't know. I, I always thought that the 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 woman in the almost Betty Boop looking mask was way more menacing though. Yeah, the I mean, one on the swing set. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, was way more menacing. She was yeah. um she was definitely menacing. The the thing I liked about this guy is he just kind of pops up very quietly from behind. Um, he just has you, a brown you like suit that, on. Don't <laughs> brown suit on he's got the sack on his head with the drawn on eyes the drawn on smile um you just hear him kind of wheezing carries around an axe he was very to he me, was he very was terrifying. Uh, he was very uh town that feared uh the sundown you know he's, he was he's and good it was inspired by that now the, my Not favorite the scene in that movie there's really nothing there's no big <clears throat> when he you know big jump scare with that sound effect uh Liv tyler is in the house waiting for her boyfriend to come back she's got her back turned to where the doorway is and he just kind of walks in a frame and just stands there and stares at her and it focuses on the camera focuses on something else with her. It comes back and he's missing. It was stuff like that in the movie. He was absolutely terrifying. But that as, character scares me to death. As far as iconic, though, I I mean Michael Myers does stuff like that. I'm sure he's higher on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's uh, he made number thirty two. I was gonna say he, 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 like got, a, he got cut because Mike's yeah, he got, hatred of like, Halloween, <laughs> 2018. Halloween 2018. As a character, though, there's not much going on uh, it's good I think that he's it's terrifying it's later on the list you know it's that's why it's, he's at the bottom yeah, but i think he's terrifying that's fine I, hey, it's his list so yeah it, i mean it, it, my it, list. it was a decent it was a good movie it was a, it's not in my own head. it was a good it was a good movie I mean, yeah it's good all right number 29 drayton sawyer you're gonna have Inter to interesting pick though drayton sawyer interesting the cook the from cook. the original texas chainsaw oh jeez yeah interesting pick uh I mean, I don't see him as much as a villain as I do almost comedy relief. Yeah. He's a very he's, comic relief character. Uh, I, think I mean, I, he's I another get one it. that scares me. He's really? so nuts. He's he's the guy is all over the place. He's, he's like making, schizophrenic. He, all he's doing is making chili, baby. Making chili. And the sequel. Making chili, baby. Race, he's making sausage out of. Out well, of let's see. Is, does it really matter? Are, are we really going to like cut the difference between the different kinds of human meat that he's making people eat? I'm just saying. He's he's creepy. He's the best. He's the best. I, he's by the way. He's the best chili cooker in all of Texas. 
Well, he's I, got the sequel. Yeah, I actually, the I actually really like him. My, my favorite in part in that part two. Yeah, little. part two, he's way better. It expands the character more, and I'm not saying this is just from part one. I'm no, just saying no, the character in general. I'm I would saying, agree. He's just a man. He's a, listen. I don't understand why you you're villainizing this man. He is just a man who enjoys making chili for me. He's just a cook. Yeah. He's he's cooking. He's making chili. He's he's just trying to hide the fact that there may or may not be some hair or tooth in one of the ladies' bowls because he doesn't want to lose that trophy. Yeah, they find it's uh what it's a peppercorn. Yeah, it's just a peppercorn. It's peppercorn. <laughs> so Number twenty eight, Damien Thorne. Yeah. Which, uh, so the whole Omen series, the whole Omen series. But I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of the original Omen. Yeah, just the as a little boy. boy. Is yeah, yeah. He was one of the original would, terrifying little kids. And I would I, agree that this is a great pick, and I would actually place him higher on a list. But I have such good ones on. Yeah, here. you're you've got some good, good ones job, here good though. Job. Yeah, this is this is good. But yeah, Damien. Very, very like creep, creepy little boys. Daddy, That's no. The first one. He's just he's just a kid that wants to play on his tricycle. Man. Aside yeah. from this at all, aside he still from has like the kid from the, the Twilight Zone, right? Like what was it, uh, Andy or the what? one that uh, is controls people? Yeah, because he can like because he's destroyed yeah, the whole yeah, world yeah, yeah. and he's just oh, that was Billy Moomy. Yeah, what's the name of the boy? Oh my lord! I don't, I don't think it matters. Who yeah, are we? Yeah. Why horror zone? We don't deserve the namesake. Yeah, I well, can't remember this? <laughs> it was, there was like seven thousand episodes of the Twilight Zone, and by the way, his name was different in the original than were from the movie too oh yeah 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 so i mean it's it's hard to remember i do believe at one point it was andy i I'm think pretty it, sure was. it was andy i don't remember if that was the original of the movie but yeah yeah that's creepy little kids yeah yeah, yeah. creepy little kids are scary let's be honest they yeah. are scary but yeah I, I do give it to you he's he's probably the the oh well the second yeah, no, it's After the close. Twilight Zone kid. Well, yeah. uh, well no, uh, the original one wasn't that bad, though. It was the one from the movie that was really, really yeah. creepy. That's after The Omen. Uh, I'm just trying to remember if The Shining came first. The Omen came the out twins. in 1976. The Shining was in 1980. 80, yeah, yeah, so there this you go. So, so he was first. He was original. There you yep. go. OG, baby. OG. Number 27. Somebody that we met out of costume at, at uh, Scarecon a couple years ago. The Creeper. The from Creeper. Creepers. Nice. Yeah. Good What's stuff. his name? Brent... It's uh, Jonathan uh, Breck. Breck. Jonathan Breck. Jonathan Breck. Who's very nice man. Very nice guy. Uh, surprisingly, he was only about my height. He wasn't a very big guy. He looks. They must have five used nine, a lot five of power ten. shots. Though. Very good. Very very, very heavy smoker. Yes, very heavy no. smoker. He uh, he very, reeked of cigarettes. But he uh, very but a very nice, nice guy. Very nice guy. He gave. Uh, we he did just uh, smoked a lot. Me and me and Derek did a panel with him. Yeah, we did a panel with him. So the creeper. The creeper is awesome. Um, iconic. I, he became uh, an icon in the horror industry. Say what you will about the director. Um, those movies are interesting. Um, the it's it's a very good character. It's a cool demon type thing that, and you don't get much explanation. I like that. Uh, it's awesome. Now, I uh, just thought of something too. Art the clown didn't come around until after I made this list, yeah. so he's not on this list. Uh, he probably would have. He would have ranked somewhere in this. I just well, thought of that. Just throw him in there. Just... But I'm just saying, a villain. He's he's more or less a deformed man, a deformed gentleman who just wants to pick up garbage on the side of the road. Yeah, in his truck. Yeah, in his truck. Maybe stitch it back together in a, in a church. If the kids had just left him alone, they, if it wasn't for them damn meddling kids, he would never be a villain. <laughs> All right, number 26. Now, this is the one. I don't know how you're going to react to this. This is the one I was telling you Which, earlier. Who are you talking to? You. Yeah. You. Pronouns, professor. pal. <laughs> Pronouns, pal. <laughs> professor. So when I originally did this list, I thought you were going to absolutely tear my head off, and you ended up praising me for this. I don't know if you're going to feel the same way now. It's four years later. You might be in a different mood. So the movie itself is uh-huh. not a horror movie, but if you go back and you watch it after what I'm about to explain and think of it as a slasher movie... The movie is a slasher movie. It's a terrifying movie. So the movie 
is no country for old men. Oh, the villain is yeah. Anton Chigurh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anton Chigurh, number 26 on the most iconic horror movie villains of all time. He's he's just a man who wants his stuff back, man. With uh, one heck of a haircut. <laughs> yeah. One heck of a haircut. And, and he has interesting ways of getting his stuff back. Well, the, I mean, the, coin, a villain. the coin calling a coin scene alone is just... Call it. It's more intense than a lot of horror movie scenes. Oh yeah, um, no he, music playing. Yeah, just him and a guy, an old guy working. Very out. menacing. What do I win? You win everything, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> very menacing. Very menacing. Yeah, um, friendo. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, and watch that movie sometime under the premise that it is a slasher movie because that is a slasher movie. He is every bit as much of a, a slasher villain. Is any is Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth? You name it. To get, he's mortifying. To get professorial on this, I mean, um, you, you know, you get uh, you get a lot of those, like uh, what was I thinking? No Country for Old Men. Just it really does get into this unstoppable force, like a Michael Myers. Like once this guy is set on you, he's, he's very much like a Michael and, Myers. He's a boogeyman. Yeah, and uh, the he just needs to be on screen, and it's like. Yeah. Everything stops. But even when he's stalking from the shadows, just yep. everything about him. Everything about him. You look like you got something to say, Rich. Oh, I'm just saying. I, I, I still I still stand by not a villain, man. He's just a man looking for his stuff, brother. <laughs> he's the protagonist. He's the protagonist. He's the protagonist. He's, he's, just, so looking he's, for his, a, he's just looking for his stuff, He'll be on the, uh, the top uh, 30 horror movie heroes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Number 25, The Black Christmas Killer. Now, in the original movie, he is not known as Billy. Billy? You hear him talking about Billy and Agnes. He is just known as the Black Christmas Killer. Oh, okay. Billy! Oh, oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, don't tell him what we did, Agnes. Uh, but yeah, uh, once again, I mean, he's just a jaundiced boy looking for his way in life, living in an attic. Man, he's homeless. We got to feel bad. In the for him. remake, I don't, know, I don't know if he's. I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if we should be picking on him as a villain. I mean, the the original the original one. <laughs> We don't even know who the killer is. Right, yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. no. You don't I know just, that's why I, had to, I, have to use, I have to use I'm the remake. I'm not referring to the remake. I just have yeah. to use the remake because I need I need some way to make him sound like not a villain. And yeah. the, the only way to make him sound like he's just a homeless jaundice boy living in someone's <laughs> attic, baby. He likes to make phone calls. He likes, he likes to make phone calls. Listen, he's, he's the wrong he's, number. He's, the, the problem is he's a little bit too Louis C.K. for these girls. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Well, I, I think, like, uh, w- the sense I get with Black Christmas is almost like demonic type. This thing it, it attaches to somebody. Because, eh. like, at the end. I never looked end, at it that way. At the end, uh, he's there's somebody back up in the attic. Oh, they I think they, they never found the killer. They never got I, him. It's just but the they, best. they arrested the... The, yeah, they arrested the wrong man. They didn't man, arrest brother. anybody. Uh, they, they thought that it was the boyfriend. They thought it was the boyfriend, yeah. but he even was if, dead. She even, killed him. Even she when they, him. even yeah, yeah they, he, she kills him. But even at the end, it proves that he wasn't the killer because the killer is revealed to be still alive. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the menacing part of that movie. The menacing part of that movie is that the, A, the killer is never caught, and B, the killer is never revealed. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, it, Which that's is what the leads most brilliant the, mo- ending is, of any was. horror movie ever made. I mean, it is assumed that he is a, uh, it is assumed it, it, that there is an allusion to a uh, Billy-esque character without calling him Billy in that movie, that there was somebody else well, there's there, but. a close-up yeah. of his eye when he opens the door, and it's yeah. like this really weird, like, there's that's where they get the hat brown, yeah, that's where they get the yeah. John, that's where they get the jaundice thing from in the remake is that the fact that it's alleged that he's not exactly normal. And that's just their way of doing it in the, in the remake. But I mean, with that being said, I, I hate the fact that they showed the killer. The best so do you part think of the, that maybe Pinocchio the, was be, the killer. The best he is part a real of the boy. movie. The best part of the movie is that there was no killer ever given. Right, it's the best part of the movie has yeah. an ambiguous ending, and I love mm-hmm. it. But but once again, for my argument's sake, not a villain. 
jaundice boy homeless addict likes phones. All right. Uh, now, I just want to <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say with the next one. Okay. Then. Number 24, and it doesn't matter if it's the original or the remake, uh, really. I, I'm thinking more of the original. Uh, the Miner from My Bloody Valentine. Uh, probably would be better off with the original. He's a I hero. Mean, here's the thing. <laughs> he's a hero. <laughs> the original, he is a good guy. So, so here's the he's problem. He's just a guy he's trying just, to work. He's just a common man. <laughs> working hard, Working hard for his dream. Yeah. He's 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 the so American he's the American dream baby he's the American dream daddy <laughs> if you will, if you will. And I'm just I, <laughs> that was an easy one to make up an excuse for misunderstood brother yeah he was just trying to do his job and, and, he was and in somebody love, right he was in love um it was kind of a three weird three way but I'm not quite sure here's here's the weird part about Something. it this is why I'm gonna say this my, the, my I'm not quite sure who he was in love with like the one thing that I will say I like is think himself no no I'm just saying. The one thing I will say about that movie is I can't tell if he really had the hots for the chick or the guy. I think it was the first I think it was the first movie where they blurred that line because if you think about it, it was an interesting setup and then at the end you really don't get a you know, whatever. But he definitely was a psycho. I do like the original better because it's a better setup. It's a better it's a better killer. Uh, and I and I love the fact that he runs off like a hyena. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best that's creepy. Ever. Yeah, Wait, yeah. is that the deleted ending or the no, original? That's how, that's, that's that's how right. the original yeah. ending was. The deleted ending was he died. It's, oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. I like him running away. Like, yeah, r- that, running away with with what one arm? Because he cut. Doesn't yeah, he cut his arm. That's his full arm. It's like it's like part of his arm is gone, and he's laughing like a hyena. It's the best. It's it's a great ending. That's good. I love the original. The remake's not. We talked about on the show. The remake. It's not bad. It's watchable. Great this kills. One, it's watchable. Great kills. Oh, dude, the, the scene in the hospital. Best 3D movie. The I've shovel ever seen. to the, the, the. I was just gonna say the the scene in the hospital yeah. though. When you the, when you see the kill the original killer oh, and yeah, the yeah, scene yeah, in the yeah. hospital when everybody's just dead and yeah. dudes cut in half and trying to Harry move. Warden. Oh my yeah. god, that was so great. Uh, so there was really cool stuff in the in the remake, but the original killer was definitely the better killer. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yes, yes, yes. All right, number twenty three. We got a we got a two for one here. Ooh, we got for... we got a tandem. Oh boy. We have got Roman and Minnie Castavet from Rosemary's Baby. Ooh, well, evil, evil people. They were they were just yeah. looking to sur- they were just looking to surrogate the Antichrist, man. They What's just trying to give their that, neighbors. Uh, hey, they want to give their neighbors some pudding. Satanists get just, a bad rap. Like I said, they just they they just wanted. <laughs> yeah, they're, to, good, they're good people. I'm telling you, they just wanted to sur- they just wanted to surrogate the Antichrist. Celebrate, it's, it's okay, baby. Celebrate do yourself. It. Do you, baby? Hail Satan! I gotta say, <laughs> this segment's not going the way I expected it to. Hail, uh, hail Satan! Well, it's we gotta have a. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we gotta we gotta have a little fun with well, it. Absolutely, you gotta, you gotta celebrate yourself. That's all Satanists believe. True, and you know as but if I I'm can be rich, if I can be people. serious, if I can be serious, coming back for a minute, a uh, good movie. I mean, yeah. they are creepy as shit. Uh, I mean, it, it, I love how it's lurking. You know, something's off the whole movie, and then they hit you with it, and you're like, oh, that's it's, what's off. Yeah. And neighbors can be terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's a great movie where where you've got atmosphere and a slow burn that that it works. Oh, you know yeah. that that movie's brilliant. Polanski was awesome when he was uh, not a crazy criminal. Right. Uh, pretty much. There you go. There you go. All right, we got two more this week. Uh, number twenty-two, Baby Firefly. Yeah, uh, I would put her. She's the hottest one on the list. She's 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 just a she's just a daddy's girl. It's a little confused. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. She, she's been misguided. Know, she's been misguided. She's been conditioned treated, the wrong. She's way. been used and abused. You know, she's just a product of her environment. I yeah. I uh, I mean, actually, if you were going to make a new PC version of that, that's probably what you would have to put her as. House of a Thousand Corpses, probably. especially like when she's doing all the Betty Boop stuff. Yeah. Um, and then 
like the little nursery rhymes when she's killing people. Yeah. You kind of lose that as the series goes along. Right. And, uh, I like that. She House, was much better in the first House one. House of Thousand Corpses is great. Um, they almost, by the end of uh, The Devil's Rejects, they almost make her like a hero, which I didn't like. Yeah, you can't make any of those people heroes. No. And that's how that's they the end up turning that, that, I was going to say, that's the problem with Devil's Rejects. A good movie, don't get me wrong. I just I, The problem with this is they did. They became the heroes towards the end. They give them, they give them the blaze of glory ending. Like, yeah. That, that's yeah. a hero but ending. But just with the way well, the cop a, is treating them and right, the things yeah, that he's doing, saying, he becomes what, the villain. Yeah. Zombie's probably going for a satirical way but uh a satirical bent towards it but i don't think anybody read it that way you watch the movie and it's like yeah these guys yeah go out with good yeah blazes. it's basically blaze of glory yeah. ending, brother i mean yeah. it's, it is what it is all right so to round out the uh the first third of the list the last one we're going to reveal this week number 21 otis b driftwood hells yeah hells yeah kind of um, sticking with the the firefly gang Love, um, love me some Bill Mosley. He was he was a man that had a substance abuse problem and he, he didn't know how to handle it. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's just a hippie. All these machinations. Just saying, <laughs> just, saying, just saying, baby. He was all right. He was all right, guy. Um, Fish boy. He's very you know, creative. Let's, let's be honest. We haven't seen we haven't seen a great villain like that since Freddy's dead. I mean, I was waiting for it. Oh, I thought you were going to forget this week. You did not forget. Oh, man. I, I, I gotta forget. Get, I'll get it in there. Don't worry. But no, uh, as on all seriousness, I, I, I liked him. Got, uh, once again, it's another case of the house of a thousand courses better as far as that character. Even, uh, I mean, the who's your daddy thing is great. Oh, the who's your daddy scene. <laughs> That's is great. Crazy. He very much becomes in the sequel. In, He's very menacing in the original in house of a thousand courses. Both of them really yeah, in different yeah. ways, yeah. in different ways, yeah, 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 similar, yeah. but different. In, who's in, uh, your daddy? In The Devil's Rejects, he's very much Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. He's some of the things that he leader. says, he steals from Charles Manson. I still, yeah. I still haven't seen uh, uh, the other one. Or The Manson Family, family I'm, 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 wait, I'm Three From Hell. hell. I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen Valentine's it because I'm waiting for Day, Shudder. Right? Shudder. Yeah, Shudder. it's going to be on Shudder in a, about a week. Oop, oop, I, week I, can watch, I can watch that with my uh, fee that I already pay. I don't want to pay for it. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I agree. A I, I think steady cool. decline. As like, Well, I get that he was going for more realism with Devil's Rejects. And... The House of Thousands of Corpses is the carnival house, like crazy attraction, like mm-hmm. very d- different tones. But yeah, I like the Otis in House of Thousand Corpses better. It's more. I always wish that, that they did an exact, like a direct sequel I, to that. Yeah, I, I would say, though, if did. you made this list newer, it, you should have had him as his character in Boar. You know, he was terrorizing that poor <laughs> creature in the in the wilderness of Australia. He he was an American. That poor giant. He was boar. an American and a former in, in a foreign country taking it to their endangered species because that boar had to be. Extinct. I'm gonna. You know what? The fact that he was a family man. There aren't families anymore. <laughs> yeah. Nobody stays him. together. There's no marriage. Yeah. He deserved what, Real, he got. what a heel. I'm gonna pitch my what my version of Three from Hell should have been or what I thought it was going to be. Right, like they died at the end of Devil's right. Don't Rejects. give away too much because we yeah, haven't yeah. seen it. But all right, so here's where I would have taken the story, and I won't tell you where it goes. To hell. They they died at the end of they die at the end of Devil's Rejects. Um, you have Doctor Satan, and you bring him and an army of the dead, and you fucking end of the world scenario. That's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. They missed opportunities. Three from man. hell. Yeah, yeah. They should have been the leaders of the army of. But after you went Doctor Sa- after you went cult western, you had to do something different. I mean, yeah. that's the they weird part. They should have brought Doctor Satan back. Doctor Satan should have never left. Technically, he I was agree. in. He was in. Uh, oh, the scene. Devil's Reject. But yeah, it was a deleted scene. That was a cool scene with Rosario Dawson getting her yeah. neck bit. Yeah. Poor Doctor Satan. So, uh, so that's it for this week with the list. What do you guys think overall so far? I think you've nailed it. 
I think there are some good ones. There are some ones I would put higher on my list. Well, we have okay. to wait. We have to wait to find out the full yeah, list before I, I we know where, where they are. And then we're going to rearrange it. Because I'm going to say the heavy hitters. <laughs> heavy hitters. We do it. I, so far, I can make an argument for each one of them being misunderstood. Well, this is my list. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'll come at you. <laughs> Wah! Right. But I'm just saying, I, I, I'll, I'll wait to see it, but so far, so good. Yeah, yeah I like so, it. There was nothing really, so there was good stuff. You done, you done, you done good. All right. Except for you made fun of the handicapped and the man, a man who has substance abuse problems and a, and a girl who grew up in a disadvantaged home. Like, a lot come of misunderstood on, man. People that you're misunderstood people. Villains, huh? So I should have been. You're the 30. villain. You are. You're number one. You're number one. one of them. You're number one. You're the number one villain. <laughs> you are says. number one. Spooky Mike. Spooky Mike, number one villain, because he's vilifying people who are just misunderstood. Nah. Uh, and they're a good list so far. So uh, if you want to comment, you want to give us your opinions on that list or anything else we talk about, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. It is at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. To join the conversation, use the hashtag HZ607. Uh, check us out on 8122productions.com, where we have all these shows that you can stream and download from there, as well as Mike C's reviews. There's a review from Rafe on there as well. We also have... Uh, uh, the professor. Who, the professor. Who's this sorry. Rafe? Who, sorry, who are you sorry. talking? We don't know about? who this is. Sorry. <laughs> we also have we also have three fat nerd stuff there. The wrestling show on there that I do with Ken M from the uh, Ocho Dora Parley Hour, which is going up as well. Uh, we also have uh, you know sponsors and musical guests and all that great stuff and so much more there. Also, you can go ahead and uh, find, support us monetarily if you choose, because that would be helpful. Because you know, hey podcasting isn't free after all folks uh but if you want to listen to it for free we have nothing against you but if you want to get a bunch butt ton of uh you know extras and uh really cool stuff you can do that for there's a and we're not trying to break the bank one dollar tier three dollar tier so as little as twelve dollars a month you get a ton of bonus content uh go to patreon.com slash 8122 productions that's it all right All right, well, I want to thank the professor for being in the studio again for the third week in a row. Maybe yeah. we'll get to see you four weeks in a uh, row. Unfortunately, next week I'm going to see Mr. Bungle for one of their shows in New York City. Uh, Mr. Bungle's only doing six shows. They're reuniting. Anybody who knows, uh, yeah, this is big. So I will not, unfor- unfortunately. You are a bunghole. Uh, it's Tuesday night next week. So All right. So you're not going to hear uh, numbers uh, 20 through 11. You'll have to listen I'll, to the show. I'll hear them. You'll have to listen to the I'll, show. I'll hear them. I won't be able to respond live. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the better. Well, thanks for being here, buddy. It's good having you here. I'll be back the following week. All right. Good, good. I can't wait to hear more of your nonsense. Good. All right. And Rich, thank you for all you do. Thanks for being here. Your best co-host on the planet. And uh, thank you, the listeners, for once again tuning in and for listening to us each and every week. So for... For the guys, for Horizon 607, I am Mike C. Saiyans.